You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polendo. So we're back doing more fallacies. Tonight's fallacy is a special one, one I've thought about and taught for years post hoax, ergo propter hoax. Three more times and slower. <laughs> what does that mean? Post hoax, ergo propter hoax. Try to say it quickly. It translates to after this, therefore because of this. Okay, so the this. fallacy is that if something happens after the first thing happens, it's because of that first thing. Post hoax, ergo propter hoax. After this, therefore, because of this, we can think of some easy examples because we see this in our world all the time. Here's the classic one that a lot of people, a lot of cultures actually have this one. The black cat crossed in front of my path. That's why I failed my test. <laughs> After that cat, therefore, because of the black cat. This is the land of superstition. Ugh. The land of superstition. No, I think it is. I mean, I, I think it is because we've talked about fallacies being absent of the logic. We've talked about the idea that it's an unsound argument. Now we're playing around in a land where we are associating things and we're saying it's because of that first thing. First question for you guys, what are some examples or superstitions that you can think of that are tied to this one? I think the fastest one is the ladder, right? Like, don't walk oh, yeah? the ladder. Bad luck. Oh. I've also heard if you cheers with water, seven years mm-hmm. bad sex. Wait, oh, what sex? happens? Wow, did not know that one. Wait, hang I on. I thought it was bad luck. <laughs> so if oh you God. have cheers with water, therefore you won't have sex for seven years? You'll have bad sex for You'll seven years. Oh, bad? Sex. Wow. wow. That's a I long time. I thought it was just time. bad luck. It's a long time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the seven-year itch. That's because they cheers with water at their wedding. That's it. If you have the seven Ooh. years itch, it's thinking about in your life when you cheers with water because that's the reason. Wow, that's a bad one. I haven't heard that one. A big one that's common in American culture, but certainly other cultures too, Friday the 13th. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, there's another like dates or something bad happened. And so we say it's because of Friday the 13th. Is it true? Wow, I should know this on airplanes. A lot of times we don't have a 13th row. I don't know about airplanes. I know in hotels, we don't have a lot of 13s. Yeah. And when I was in China traveling, I remember seeing an absence of four. Frequently, the number four is associated with bad things happening. Can it, is it always a negative thing or can it also be good? Because I've also heard if you see three fours in a row, then somebody that's passed is like with you or thinking of you. Really? I I think that it could go either way. After this, therefore, because of this doesn't say it's negative. Mm -hmm. How about step on a crack, break your mama's back? Oh, I like that one. I knew that was going to come up. (laughs) Here's the origin of that one, which I found very interesting. It used to be believed that a crack in the sidewalk was a portal to another dimension in our universe. Whoa. That's why if you stepped on it, that it would bother the spirits in the other dimension. And Mm -hmm. my first thought was, now I want to go step on a bunch of cracks. Okay, so I got a question for you, Taylor. Do you ever knock on wood? All the time. You do? All the time. Yes, I do. So you haven't broken the superstitions. Mm, what yeah. does that do? What does br- knocking do? Nothing. Let's be honest. <laughs> it does nothing. I'll just say things like, oh, you know, he's sleeping through the night. Knock on wood. And then I'll knock on wood because it's not worth a chance. There's nothing worth <laughs> that thing becoming undone. I will knock on anything. 
So they say that to knock is to unjinx it. Mm-hmm. You've said this thing. So now you have to unsay it by knocking on the wood. Partly, I think I do believe that when you speak things into the world, they can happen. You know, we talk about manifesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I'll say, I don't want to manifest that. So I want to take it back. Mm. So that's, I guess, why I do some weird superstition things. Don't Mm -hmm. we see these a lot in different cultures, right? Oh, for sure. For example, in Latin America, Tuesdays are considered bad luck. Oh, If you're going to get married, you wouldn't get married on a Tuesday and you wouldn't go on a trip on a Tuesday or even leave the house, perhaps, if it bothers you that much. Interesting. After Tuesday, therefore, because of Tuesday. So that's our, (laughs) right? I had a a job a number of years back where I was being evaluated and I was teaching post-hoke ergo propter hoke. And my evaluator said, this went really well, but you're saying it wrong. Uh Uh-oh. And this was my boss. This was my boss, my department chair. So I said, how do you think I should say it? She said, it's post hoc ergo propter hoc. Mm -hmm, I've heard that. And I said, okay, well, I don't think so. And she said, you're for sure wrong. So let's go to my office and I'm going to prove it to you. And every pronunciation she found on the internet said you could say it either way. For any of you bothered out there. Oh, that's a good By how I said it, (laughs) my understanding is it could go either way. So my boss was not happy about this. She wanted to be proven right, not us both right. Oh. This was disappointing, but she was really great other than that. We just had that one problem. (laughs) My evaluation was okay because I wasn't wrong. I learned it as post hoc, but I looked it up on dictionary and I heard post hoc, so I made the switch. So you were checking me too, Taylor. That's that's <laughs> lovely. That's nice. Wow. Checking me out. Okay. That's no, fine. I was just checking my previous professors who taught it wrongly. Or, yeah. or one of the ways that is right. <laughs> yeah. When we're thinking about after this, therefore, because of this, the fallacy is that it comes from that thing. The amount of superstitions that we have, it's a good commentary on human nature. It's probably 10 more. I didn't even say. Yeah. Right? The lucky penny which is a positive Mm -hmm. one, right? But it's only lucky if heads are up Mm -hmm. because if the lucky penny has the tails up, then it's supposed to be bad if you find it on the street. But Mm -hmm. then do you ever just flip it over to give someone good luck? I'll do that. Wow, really? If I'm just going to turn it over and then the next person will have good luck. You're welcome. Wow. A better person than all of us, even (laughs) listening if you're there. Is she or is she trying to be? Trying too hard. No. All right, so I have a, a song, and I want you to tell me who the artist is. Oh, no. A song? Who can be the first to name this artist? Oh. Stevie Wonder. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Superstition. Oh, yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs> he says a very interesting thing in this song. So he says from the lyrics, when you believe things that you don't understand, then you suffer. Superstition ain't the way. Hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting because his commentary on superstition is commentary on how you and I might find that in our speech or in the people that speak to us. Mm -hmm. And he says, you've skipped something very important. You've decided not to try to understand that thing. Hmm. And instead of understanding, you're going towards superstition that he says ain't the way. I feel like that reminds me of last episode in talking about appeal to tradition. You know, sometimes we just do things and we don't understand why. 
and mm -hmm. it can be good to uncover that and get to the real why so yeah. that we can understand whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And sometimes there isn't an answer, but sometimes there is, and maybe we need to change it up. Mm -hmm. I could definitely relate to that with the superstition. So where does it show up for you, Mare? I have to admit something. Uh -oh. I kind of like this fallacy. <laughs> huh. I knew that was question was coming. I'm like, because we're thinking about, okay, how do we see this? How can we wrestle with this in conversation? I'm here to say, oh, I like superstitions. Obviously, in that song you're quoting, that he's talking about things that are really sincere. But some of those we're talking about the examples. I think they're fun. Well, they're amusing for sure. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it. It's more amusing than, oh, I don't like that someone's just trying to scare me to believe something. Or I don't like that this is a poor logical argument. This is more... There's like culture tied to it. There's story. But let's put it to the test. Okay, so it's amusing to talk about Friday the 13th. People get freaked out. But what about when your spouse says, hey, I have this great vacation. The only day where the tickets are cheaper is the 13th. Is it still funny and a game? Yeah, maybe I, I don't live in them, though. Okay. I'm amused by them. I don't live in the, the 13th okay. belief or like can't walk under the ladder or, you know. It's not affecting okay. your life in a real way, in a significant way. No. So then you would go on the trip and then like cheers with water the Friday the 13th? Cheers with water. I try to, I try to avoid I feel that. like you follow <laughs> that one very strictly. I'm trying to have a good life, if you know what I mean. So Right. Seven years is an awfully long time to not have a good life. <laughs> That, but the, yeah, the ones that like really give me a good giggle. Yeah, I'm trying to like, <laughs> but <laughs> if I can save $200 on a flight and fly on a 13th versus a 12th, I'll fly on a 13th. I like that saving the $200 is a little better. Yeah. But are there some ways that this really is significant to people that it's really altering their life in a really bad way? How it shows up for me is seeing where people are taking discourse that has meat to it and just making it well this is a very simple reason why because if they they voted on the 13th you know or whatever right. it shows up for me and more an enjoyment or like if I say something I'm like right. oh, knock on wood <laughs> it's like a comedy because you find yourself not relying on it hmm. yeah so it's is what I'm kind of hearing yeah, yeah. mm-hmm it sort of goes to the place that I, I guess I'd, I'd say it's how we explain events to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, really and we powerful. did that episode a million episodes ago of talking about that, saying it's that idea of the mindset, right, rests in the how we explain bad things or things in our lives to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that we can explain those things to ourselves in a logical way, we probably have a better mindset than explaining, I don't know if you remember Carol Dweck's book, and we refer to it in that mindset episode, the idea that if we explain ourselves a way that I'm a victim, or the black cat did it, or the ladder, hmm. or I open an umbrella indoors is a bad one. You're not supposed to do that. There's a lot of things you're not supposed to do on the superstition list. Kind of taking list. Like, all the responsibility away and just mm -hmm. making a scapegoat, making someone easy to blame for things or a way to get out of things almost. If we accept that and make it a part of our lives, then we skip what Stevie Wonder says is trying to actually understand that thing. Hmm. And what Carol Dweck would say is the gateway to positive thinking, looking through the reasons and understanding why I failed the test or why I achieved well on the test. Hmm. Carol Dweck says if we skip it and we simply just say, well, I don't know what happened or I'm a victim of this thing then how I explain that negative event or that event to myself affects how I'm actually 
having a mindset. That victim mentality is sticking with mm-hmm. me. Something about mm-hmm. what you're saying there. I've had interaction with people that get stuck in that. I could see how that's around me. I wrestle with that feeling because I don't want to be that. But mm-hmm. I have had conversations with people where I see them sitting in their victim nest. Not that they weren't mm-hmm. a victim. Mm-hmm. But now that's almost like the lens that they see. That make it their identity instead Mm -hmm. of that thing, like being separate from them. That did happen, but that is not who you are. Oh, that's really good, Taylor. Really hard to separate that sometimes. It it is. It is hard. Yeah, absolutely. After this, therefore, because of this, therefore, I am ruined and no one will love me or something, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then you you live in that and then you, it it happens. And so it's almost like self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like an answer to all those things. You know, it's making me think of a lot of what Brene Brown's done with the shame area. Mm -hmm. I think shame maybe is constructed like that. Okay. Where after this happened, I'm bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not a logical thing. Yeah. But it's after this, therefore, because of this. So I robbed a bank, therefore, I'm a bad person. Mm -hmm. Or I made Mm -hmm. a mistake or... Yeah, fill in I the had blank. this thought, so that make like define. I feel like mm-hmm. we attach that to even thoughts. Like we maybe I haven't even done something, but because we think something, then we mm-hmm. feel shame. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That's actually there's a questionnaire. It's like a psychological questionnaire we give to our clients after they've been released from custody. And one of the questions says it's like you range agree to disagree to, to strongly agree because you committed a crime. Or, you know, or did something illegal, then how you feel yourself as a good person or not, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so many people are like either neutral, they don't know how to, I always get, that's a one question I get asked, so like, how do I answer that? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Does anyone think they're a very good person, even yeah. though they do? Yeah, okay. some people do. It's weird. Usually you find, I think, the little bit more like puffed up person grandiose version of themselves that person answers that way but then if the person you made some mistakes in your life that doesn't mean you're a bad person usually answers mm-hmm. like that they they don't think well of themselves hmm. interesting it's that mixed bag sometimes yeah. of humility with knowing that just because these things happen doesn't equal exactly what the fallacy doesn't equal mm-hmm. that you're this bad thing mm-hmm. and mixing up that you can have humility with also believing you're still capable of being a good person without mm-hmm. being like self-deprecating mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm thinking about students who fail out of universities. I was just interacting with one over email in the last day. Someone I don't know who was trying to get into classes and trying to rebuild after an academic failure. And I think that's a really interesting thing to explore. Are there instances like that or like other instances where there has been actually a failure? Mm -hmm. And then does that define me as a bad student or as Mm -hmm. a person who will never be able to get a degree or whatever? And I find that so interesting. To this person's credit, they were trying to rebuild. So I have some hope for sure. We have to actually probably put some effort towards that. That takes so much courage too to come back from failure like that. Yeah. I think our culture though really emphasizes that you are what you do. Yeah. What is that, that movie, Anger Management? And they say like, tell me who you are. And then they try to answer and he says, no, don't tell me what you do. Tell me who you are. And it's a very difficult question to answer without saying like things that you do or in association to relationships. Oh, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. No, no, no. Who are you versus your thoughts versus your actions versus even the words you say? That has been my experience in Spanish culture. So when I've been in Spain Mm -hmm. and if you answer what you do, they literally answer back like that way. No, no, no who were not who are you but the equivalent of that kind of question yeah Mm -hmm. and the the idea is that they're interested in 
understanding your approach as opposed to this kind of intensity. They sometimes in Spanish culture will perceive an intensity level. There's a special word for it they have, mm -hmm. pasado, which is like bravado. It's like a equivalent to mm -hmm. that. And they think Americans too often rush in <laughs> with this high intensity. And the people in the Spanish culture are like, why are you doing that so early in our conversation? Why would you do that? Why would you introduce this level of intensity? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So when we see it, when we see the post hoke ergo propter hoke, I guess we have a really clear lens now to look at it and interrupt that causal sequence and say those two things happen, but one thing does not cause the other. It's not mm -hmm. the black cat that causes you to fail the test. It's not studying mm -hmm. that might do that. Getting to the heart of really what's going on, that that's going to be so much harder. That's a, right. that's a big trading comfort for growth moment in this fallacy. Focus on the outcome variable is the key, not the predictor variable. So it's not the black cat that I should be focusing on. It's the test. Hmm. You focus on the outcome, not on the thing that is this explanation that's not even the explanation. It's not a reasonable explanation. You got your wish, and it's because you wished on that shining star last night. Oh, okay. So you wished on a star, and a good thing happened the next day. The reality is the good thing did not happen because you wished upon a star. Sorry, everyone, to break that. <laughs> I mean, we could break a bunch of things here. Star, and that's where the focus shouldn't be. The focus should be on that good thing that happened mm -hmm. and isolating the causes, actual causes of why that good thing happened. So I think back to manifestation, right? So you're speaking things out, you think about it. Maybe it's not me saying it, but when I speak something, then I plan to do it, then I actually take the action and do it. And that's what caused the thing to happen. Yeah. Manifestation for some or planning is the preparation, but it's not actually me saying I'm gonna or have this amount of money yeah. in my bank account by the end of the month. Didn't actually make it happen, but I said that, I set goals, and then yeah. I the steps is what made it happen. So Taylor has just put a <sighs> giant bow on this episode because you've mentioned a fallacy we forgot to mention, which is oversimplification. Ooh. And when people oversimplify things and say, oh, it's the black cat that caused this or the shining mm. star that made my wish come true. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is, oh, there's about 10 other things that went into that particular outcome. Mm -hmm. And the fallacy of oversimplification is where we just conveniently kind of forget that there's all these other factors that occur. That you worked really hard to get that yep. key and it wasn't because you rubbed some toe. <laughs> you know, the magic you know that's, a thing? that's a thing i think it's at harvard university you rub some statues toe and that points us back to stevie wonder's advice mm -hmm. because remember what he says you don't understand and then you suffer superstition ain't the way <laughs> what's the understanding it's not oversimplifying and it's not saying oh it's just because of this one factor that this other thing happened it's looking into the details mm -hmm. and i think we leave it right there once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.